In the wide, wide world of sports, is it going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Starting up your weekend, it's a Friday on B&E and a lot to do. Longhorns at Palo Alto starting tomorrow afternoon and evening. What a matchup it is, Horns and Cardinal, one of the uh, eight Super Regional Round Series, which will begin today and tomorrow. We'll preview them all. Also, a uh, big baseball weekend, high school, college, and pro golf as well. They're playing the Canadian Open. And uh, Hey, how about uh, the cool story uh, of our, our buddy Omar Uresti? Omar, who's been helping us with our tour of Central Texas golf courses and Callahan's General Store. So on Wednesday, we talked to, to Omar on Tuesday on the show about the uh, merger and you know, live and what's going on. And, um, you know, he had, he, he's on the list and he was called up as an alternate, flew to Canada kind of uh, on the chance he could get to play. And Never been he, at this course before, huh? And what do you know? Uh, next thing you know, he's playing yesterday in the first round with, with Rory McElroy and Justin Rose. He shot 38-38, shot four over. He, he just he was in that group with them? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just by chance? Yeah, well, I mean, it's, someone dropped out, I guess, and uh, and so he got he got paired with them and as an alternate and just, just hoping he could get in the field. And uh, let's see if, see if hopefully Omar can have a good day today That's awesome. and make the cut and uh, tell some stories. We'll have him on next week. I mean, yeah, all of a sudden he's playing with Rory and Justin Probably the, Rose. the best week yeah. to play with Rory, or the worst. <laughs> or the yeah, worst, how, whichever it were. But, it. Yeah, uh, pretty cool. So Omar, uh, keep an eye on him. Keep it in a fairway there. You do. And, it's, it's, and Omar would tell you, I mean, he's 54 now. He doesn't, he's not the longest hitter. So, you know, these courses are not designed for him. Uh, I, I can't wait to talk to him about playing with Rory because he's played with Tiger Woods. He's played with you know, the, some of the greats of the game all time in his career. Uh, but to play with Rory, who anybody that's played with him, he hits the ball so far and so, so straight high. and so straight. It's uh, even for a pro golfer, it's it's awe inspiring to watch him you know tee the ball up and hit it. So we'll talk to O, o about that. Root for him today. He'll be playing. They, they tee off about twelve forty eight this afternoon. So be playing in that afternoon round. And you may see Omar because there will be a lot of cameras on Rory and Justin Rose this afternoon. You would imagine, which is pretty cool. Uh, so good luck to uh, to the O man, uh, lifetime Longhorn and. Uh, uh, Crockett Cougar back in the day and helping us out uh, with our, our tour of golf courses. Uh, you can always find all those, by the way, at our website, hornfm.com. Uh, okay, so a lot going on. Let's get to the headlines, trending topics to uh, start your Friday morning, start your weekend. UBO Business Services brings it to you. Yeah, start with college baseball on the road to Omaha does resume today. It's day one of the Super Regional Round. 16 teams remaining, eight sites, four game ones. We'll start today. One at 11 o'clock this morning, seventh-ranked Virginia. The Cavaliers hosting Duke. Four o'clock this afternoon, those streaking TCU Horn Frogs of, will host Indiana State. Uh, Horns, uh, Horn Frogs have won nine in a row. They've scored 104 runs in those nine games. They've won 15 at 16. At five o'clock today, 15th-ranked South Carolina is at Florida. And tonight, Oregon will host Oral Roberts. Four more game ones tomorrow, including those Longhorns in Palo Alto to face eighth-ranked Stanford. Longhorns won three straight games at, at the Coral Gables Regional last weekend. Very impressive. That included back-to-back wins over the ninth-ranked Miami Hurricanes. Equally tough challenge this weekend with the Cardinal. Uh, Stanford 22 
and eight on their home field this season at Sunken Diamond, and they feature a dynamic lineup that ranks in the top 15 nationally in batting average at 318, slugging percentage, home runs, and runs per game at nearly nine. Lucas Gordon and that pitching staff will have their hands full. Game one from Sunken Diamond, five o'clock tomorrow afternoon. You can hear it, of course, live here on the Horn with the 445 pregame. Uh, game two will be Sunday. No game time has been set yet. Uh, of course, if necessary, they'll play again on Monday. And no, no game time on that one either. Also, as part of Saturday's slate, top-ranked Wake Forest will host Alabama. Kentucky faces LSU and Baton Rouge. And Southern Miss will host Tennessee. College softball last night. Oklahoma Sooners capped off their historic run to the softball title. Another one, third straight now. They beat Florida State 3-1. to one. They've won 53 games in a row from mid-February to last night. They finished the year 61-1. and one. Major League Baseball, third straight loss for the Astros last night in Toronto. After taking game one, they dropped three in a row. They could have a greater concern, too. Blue Jays rallied for a 3-2 to two win last night, but... In the, after his bat in the third inning, Astros best hitter Jordan Alvarez exited with what the team is labeling right oblique discomfort. He'll be reevaluated today ahead of their series in Cleveland. Loss drops Houston five games back of the first place Rangers, who had the night off. They open a very intriguing three-game weekend series in Tampa. Early season showdown of the uh, two clubs with the best records in the game. Texas 40-21. and 21. Rays are a league best 46-21. and 21. They're 29-6 and six at Tropicana Field this season. Uh, Texas high school state basketball, uh, Texas high school baseball state championships continuing today and tonight at Dell Diamond, and that includes Westlake. Uh, they'll be seven o'clock tonight facing Pearland in a six A state semifinal. Shaps are a forty win team this season, which is a new program record. They need two more wins to claim their first state title since nineteen eighty four. They're ten and one this postseason. Pearland also uh, ten and one this postseason on their road to Round Rock. Game set for seven tonight, four o'clock this afternoon. Cypress Woods will play Flower Mound and the other six A semis. The winners will meet tomorrow night uh, in hockey. Florida Panthers top Vegas in Game Three of the Stanley Cup Finals, three to two in overtime. As Ty told you, uh, Florida now have won ten straight overtime games. Series still two one Vegas. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. You know, E, when you, when you talk about Jokic, I, I, I'll tell you this. I, a guy that he reminds me an awful lot of that, that didn't have the offensive, you know, wasn't as offensively minded as Jokic is, is Robert Parrish when he played with the Celtics. Robert Parrish was kind of awkward at times. But that dude could he could defend, he could rebound his ass off. But he had players around him. He didn't have to do all of this, and he he looked awkward at times. But my God, when he when he take that jumper over the top of his head, you weren't gonna. No one's ever blocking it. And over and well, Kevin and McHale did, had those kind of moves too. Well, I mean, Kevin McHale was. I mean, he he moved. He he was a little bit more graceful than people thought. His up and under and all that stuff was. But they had players around. I mean, the players that were around those guys. We're incredible. This this group right here is going to be something like you said for years to come. His uh, his jerkiness reminds me of Dirk, kind of. Yeah, he's got, that's what yeah, I said at the bit, beginning. Yeah. You know, you during know. the playoffs, he's kind of if Dirk and uh, Magic Johnson had a baby <laughs> with his offensive, you know, quirkiness game, but also his his passing ability. You know, he's arguably the best passer in the game. Uh, yeah, there's no doubt no about matter, that. No matter position. No, and, right now um, he's the best passer in the game. You're right, which is something we have not seen, and that that makes them lethal. Uh, to say the least, but then you know somebody texted, and it's a fair point. You know he's not facing other great bigs. That's true. I mean the, the, the game is different, but he I'm plays only facing it. who I can face. Yeah, that's right. You can only, put out in front, and of he's me. posting numbers that no big man ever has, and he has a style of game that we just really haven't seen the total 
the combination of. Bam Adebayo is no slouch, though. He's a good player, really good player. And Anthony Davis is not a slouch for as much as people don't like his defensive big in the league. His consistency, and he went through them, uh, and Anthony Davis outplayed him. So, you know, he's 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 making the case. And as we've said, I don't think this is the yeah Adebayo is making a name for himself now. No question, no question. He's a as an offensive. I mean, he's he's good player. Yeah, he's a real, real good player. And really emerging as maybe a great player for them down in Miami. They need they need him because uh, they'll play the Heat this weekend I would agree in game with that. number if, four. If that guy doesn't play, if he just has an okay game, they're not winning, no matter where they play. Yeah, because Cody Zeller's not getting it done behind him. No, Cody Zeller can't cover that guy. There's somebody on the Specs text I saw. You know who I saw try to cover him? Love. Yeah, Kevin Love. I'm like, what? <laughs> Kevin Love's a big dude. Throw his body around a little bit. Man. He had him one on one in the post. I'm like, is he really going to try to? Kevin Love's going to cover this dude? Not happening. I don't think so. That's not happening. It says it's pronounced Pearland. Pure now, hold land. on. Not listen. It's not. It's not. I've been to two Pearland high school graduations. My, my wife's go. sister's kids went to Pearland, and so I've been to two graduations. They never said Pearland. I mean, the principal, they people on the, the, people the, on the text line are never wrong. The Pearland class of whatever it was. I've, been, I've sat through two graduations from Pearland High School. So. I'm going to go ahead and call it Pearland. Pearland is down there. It's on the other side of I-45 in Houston from uh, NASA. Uh, so essentially, it's far south on, on your way to Galveston. Uh, if you go get off there and go to you go towards the coast, you get to, to NASA. You go the other way, you're in Pearland. And they're going to take that L tonight. Well, looking forward to two really good teams. And I do know, having been to that graduation re- pretty recently, they are serious about their sports, man. It's uh, they have a lot of they, they win in a lot of sports down there. So uh, I'm going to I'm going to stick with Pearland, not Pearland. That's what I'm going with. The Oilers, which I like, too, is a cool name. Uh, reminding me of my Houston Oilers. Dive into your Coach's Corner. It's brought to you by Audio-Visual Consultations. It's AV Consultations Online. Audio-Visual Consultations and Tom McKay, the really smart guys who never make you feel stupid. All right, Buck, in the, uh, in the, in the wake of the, uh, the, the deal that was done earlier in the week, the uh, PGA Tour Live Tour Deal with the uh, Saudi Royal Fund, the give in, the PIF, or the takeover, essentially. Yeah, give in, takeover. So, if you were watching any golf coverage yesterday, Jimmy Dunn. Jimmy Dunn is now a name you're probably familiar with. Jimmy Dunn is on the PGA Tour board of directors, and it turns out that uh, he is really the, the was the facilitator of this deal. The architect. He was in the meeting. Well, he was the one that first reached out to His Excellency. Right, uh, Yasser. He was the first to reach out and did it with a text message way back in uh, mid-April. Uh, you know, he said in the morning uh, on April 18th, Jimmy Dunn sent a, a message to the governor of Saudi Arabia's public investment fund, the PIF. Yasser, my name is Jimmy Dunn. I'm a member of the tour policy board. I'd like the opportunity for a call and hopefully a visit. And that one text message or, or WhatsApp message led to what we saw come down this week. And so he did a bit of a media blitz yesterday and uh, talked about the parameters of where this is going. Dunn says that the deal that's in place, which is not official yet, by the way, it still needs DOJ approval, still got to pass through a lot of places, but when official, if official, according to Jimmy Dunn, the PGA Tour will still be called the PGA Tour, but now Commissioner Jay Monahan will oversee Live Golf and the PGA Tour and remains a partner of the DP World Tour as well. Monahan has told uh, Yasser Al-Rumayan that they will reevaluate the Live Tour at the end of the year. That according to Jimmy Dunn. Now, as we told you yesterday, Alan Shipnuck has a story out that, you know, the Live Tour plans to not just be still in existence, but plans to thrive. 
and uh, they're planning to grow from where they are. And, you know, J- Jimmy Dunn making the case yesterday that, no, 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 the deal says that, you know, yes, the, 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 his excellency is, is the, the ultimate boss, but as far as this thing goes, Jay Monahan is now the boss of the PGA Tour and the Live Tour when the merger is done. And so, you know, it says here, Jimmy Dunn said, if Monahan wants to disband the Live Tour, he can. If Live golfers want to play on the Tour, Monahan and the current PGA Tour leaders have to approve the terms. And Monahan has banned them. It is presumed that it, 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 Monahan has banned the ones he has banned. It is presumed that they would have to pay penalties and pretty hefty to come back to the PGA Tour and reinstate themselves. Right. Right. Again, this is from Jimmy Dunn. Now, you know, we know who the ultimate boss is. And as we told you yesterday, Yasser is, you know, Liv is his baby. I mean, Liv, he started that tour. He pushed, and you know, he's the one that was, you know, helping to, p- to pilfer these golfers. He has an avid golfer, and he wanted control and power in golf, and this was his way to do it. A lot of people are rolling their eyes at Jimmy Dunn saying, wait a second, this guy's not just going to give up Liv. But it sounds like, according to Jimmy Dunn in the deal, that he's willing to do it if Monahan wants to not have it anymore. And that's why we heard Rory McIlroy say earlier this week that, you know, he's happy that Liv is going away. That hasn't been decided yet, but it does at least. According but isn't to Yasser? Isn't he Monahan's boss? Well, he's the he's the money source. But that's what Jimmy Dunn is laying out. That yes, but but right right now, Jay Monahan is also the boss of the Live Tour. As when this deal goes yeah, through, yeah, like you're, you're the boss now, but I own you, essentially. Um, so are you really going to get rid of Live? That's what that's what the, well, the uh, governor's saying. Well, yeah. well that's because I'm not calling dude your excellency. Yeah, that that governor is going. Guess what? They call him he, H E or whatever. Well, let the other part, dude. The other part of Jimmy Dunn that's uh, interesting is that because um, of course the the Saudi money is what's going to fund this moving forward, and they'll be the sole funder. And the 9/11 families and their and you know the, the tragedy of 2001. Um, is just something that this is this is you know obviously they're upset about this and rightfully so, uh, but Jimmy Dunn actually would have been among the, the those killed on 9/11 if he hadn't skipped out to go play golf that Tuesday morning, and because he had an office and he lost dozens of friends and colleagues in the attack. Um, he would have been at work, but he played golf that morning. Uh, fortunately for him, and then. Um, so here's Jimmy Dunn yesterday talking about those who are criticizing this deal because of the the 9-11 money, the Saudis doing business and the blood money here. Uh, here's Jimmy Dunn with uh, his side of that. This is the architect of this deal. And let's be specific, okay, on 9-11, all right? I, every day, the first thing I think about is that Several times during the day, I think about it. And the last thing I think about at night is that. That has not changed since that day. And I'm not alone in that. I would guarantee that every one of those family members has that same condition. And it's, it's, it is just a reality of how unbelievably sad and awful that day was. So I understand that. And I am quite certain, and I have had conversations with a lot of very knowledgeable people, that the people I'm dealing with had nothing to do with it. And if someone can find someone that unequivocally was involved with it, I'll kill them myself. We don't have to wait around. 
But the reality of it is, is that we need to we need to come together as a people, even our country. We have too much divisiveness. And at some point in time, whether it's our view of the Japanese or our view of the Germans, there is a point in time where you have to say, let's try to get to know one another. Let's try to understand. Let's. All right, there's uh, Jimmy Dunn with his side. And again, he lost dozens of friends and colleagues in that 9-11 and on 9-11 in an office that he that he, that he was a part of there in, in the World Trade Center. And as he, as he said, if he weren't golfing, he would have been one of them. So uh, you know, that's his side. Uh, you can certainly weigh in. A lot of people uh, not happy with those comments and uh, upset with this deal. Uh, one other note that he laid out, Buck, with the PIF, which is the, uh, the fund, he says, according – According to the deal that he cut, the PIF is not actually contributing anything directly to the PGA Tour or its players. PIF will get right of first refusal to be the tour's investment partner through a new company the tour will create, which, again, is kind of a shell game of of accounting, um, trying to say that they aren't aren't completely in charge. This is more of an agreement. Uh, But, again, a lot of people skeptical about this because uh, of the man who really is driving this, and that's Yasser and the money that he has. Remember, uh, Yasser... Is uh, Ross, uh, Ross Yasser Al Rumayan is not only the the governor of this fund, he's also the chairman of uh, Aramco Oil, which you know was endless pit of money, endless pit of money. Uh, he runs that. He now owns Newcastle in in Premier League soccer. Um, you know th- this guy has is the most powerful figure in sports today. Period. Yeah, he's not done with golf. Is just the beginning, right? And and well, I'll say this: if you read the Alan Shipnuck article. You know, he says that, look, this guy is just an avid fan of the game of golf. And he was going to get himself and the Saudis involved in golf. That was his mission. Um, And the way Shipnuck wrote it was, if he was a volleyball fan, it would have been volleyball. He would have been as as aggressive with that sport. It didn't matter. Which leads you to think that, you know, he just wanted to be in golf. They want to be in global soccer. And those are right now the two things that they are completely investing in. Uh, Which, you know, will they get involved in baseball or basketball or NFL football? Maybe, but there's no guarantee on that. What is guaranteed is that Yasser is a golf fanatic and always has been, and that's what led to his obsession with you know, creating you know, golf in, in Saudi Arabia, creating golf, uh, bringing golf throughout the Arabian Peninsula and leading to the Live Tour and leading to this. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, he certainly have the money to do it if they want to get into any and all sport. Sure. They absolutely can. And, um, and you know, they're, they're now they're in charge. But Jimmy Dunn is at least, whether he's right or wrong, we'll see. And if this deal gets, you know, pushed through and made official, Jimmy Dunn says that Jay Moynihan is, Monahan is now actually the most powerful figure right under Yasser, and he'll have a say on the Live Tour. Uh, but that's Jimmy Dunn's thoughts. We'll take yours as the ongoing golf discussion continues. The ongoing baseball discussion will continue coming up. We've got the Longhorns at Stanford. We'll do a head-to-head. Horns have their hands full with a really, really good Stanford ball club, as we mentioned. No surprise when you get to the round of 16. Also, hot or not for the end of the hour, it's a busy Friday on b and It's Bucky and Aaron. I don't It is Friday. That's a good thing. Always a good thing to get to the Friday, the end of the work week, into a weekend that is uh, very, very baseball heavy. Good luck to the Westlake Chaps tonight. 
Only local team remaining to uh, play for a state championship in high school baseball. They'll be out at the Dell Diamond, assuming a packed house tonight, or at least a huge crowd. You know, the biggest crowds in Georgetown, the Eagles were playing there a lot, a few over the last couple of years for a state title in the 5A. Uh, they would pack that house, man, mm-hmm. just, just right up the road. But uh, I'm sure most of Westlake and West Austin will be making the trip up to the Hell Diamond tonight. And I do know this about Pearland, who they're playing tonight. Pearland will travel really well. It is a uh, very active uh, fan base, obviously, and a great athletic program there in South Houston. There's so, a big uh, Westlake tailgate in the parking lot of the Dell Diamond that I'll be attending. Uh, well, of course, because you, you, you would never pass up a good tailgate. No. Even, Hell even no. for a high school ball game. Oh, I'm sure that'll be fun down there in the trees and getting ready for the Shaps, who are 40-4 and four this year. They've gone 10-1 and one in their 11 playoff games, but Pearland is also 10-1 in their playoff run to Round Rock. So it uh, should be a fun baseball. Obviously, you got to win two games at Dell Diamond tonight and then tomorrow if you're able to win this evening. And the, uh, the other four, five, 6A semi will be at 4 o'clock this afternoon, so you can catch that as well. Ahead of it, it's Flower Mound against uh, Cypress Cy Springs. The, 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 one of the Cypress schools, I think it's like 12 of them. Now, I went to Cypress Creek back in the lo- 30 years ago now, plus. Now there's a bunch of Cy schools. This is, uh, what is it, Cy Woods. Sorry, Cy Woods. Cy Springs, Cy Fair, Cy Creek, Cy, Cy whatever else. Cy Young. Is there a Cy Young? Yeah. Hey, Buck. Uh, so Ty will be at the tailgate, then going to see the high school baseball game. Longhorns play tomorrow. If you're, if you're watching college baseball, it starts at 11 a.m. today, so you can go all day, including that TCU team that has scored 109 runs in their last nine, or what is it, 104 runs in, in the nine-game winning streak. That's a five, streak. right? That's a five. Uh, they're going to play, obviously, Indiana State, the Sycamores. Longhorns are playing tomorrow afternoon at the same time, 5 o'clock, Palo Alto. And if you look at these two teams on paper, it is a, it is a heavyweight matchup of, of offense meets pitching and defense. Because, man, when you look at the you know, Stanford Cardinal, bat 316 as a team. They've got 155 home runs this year as a team, Buck. Uh, that is, gosh, 60, 65 more than the Longhorns have. Longhorns have 89 home runs. Uh, but we, the Longhorn advantage comes on the pitching mound, where they have a team ERA that's nearly two full runs lower than Stanford. Stanford's team ERA is 5.99. Texas's is 410. So you've got the battle of pitching and defense versus Stanford, who also pitches pretty well. They've struck out a lot more batters Stanford has than the than the Longhorns have. But um, you know this is going to be really interesting the, how the Longhorns handle it because the one thing you know about Miami is they were they were a heavy power team. You know Yo Yo uh, Yo Morales was a really good player. They were a running group and they could run. But uh, this Stanford team will also hit for contact. They're not going to they're not uh, they're going to put the ball in play. You just know what you're getting with Stanford. Their lineup, when you see it up and down, will remind you of the Longhorns a year ago, where they just have a lot of dudes that have hit. We've hit 155 home runs. Their leader is uh, Alberto Rios. He's got 18 jacks. He's got 21 doubles as well, so got a power there. Uh, Tommy Troy's got 17 home runs. Uh, Braden Montgomery, the uh, youngster there, he's got 17 home runs. I mean, it's just up and down their lineup. Uh, Graham Carter and Malcolm Moore have 15 and 14 home runs. So this is a team that can hit the ball out of the ballpark. Uh, hit the ball in the gaps, and the Longhorn pitching staff needs to be on point, much like it was last weekend. They got to pitch to the corners. You know, Lucas Gordon's got to be able to throw to both sides of the plate and control it uh, from the left side. And then LeBaron Johnson Jr. will get the start in Game Two. That's the Longhorn advantage in this series. The really when you when you break the numbers, every other advantage belongs to Stanford, including home field. So that's what. Well, you got to get Game Number One. Yeah, that's what Lucas Gordon's been so good at this year, and. Uh, 
You know, it's it's a heavy offense. Maybe the best offensive lineup in college baseball. Certainly one of the, the two or three best against this Longhorn team that that really can pitch and play defense. And I love when David Pierce talks about the strength of this team is is the team. Like when they all play together, the, it's greater than the sum of the parts. He would is how he would say it, and he said that to us many times. That you know, they, last year they had the individual superstars and in Ivan Melendez and. Um, obviously, Murph Staley was so great last year, and Trey Faltini, and up and down the lineup. But this year's lineup, not as powerful, not as good, but when they get it going and the, the leadoff guys get on, the top of the order guys get on for Dylan Campbell, get on for for Peyton, or for Porter Brown, uh, they can also put runs on the board. Mm-hmm. But uh, it really starts with the top of the order for them of, of generating offense from the beginning and um, you know playing total team baseball. They've got to do it all if they're going to beat this Stanford team. They need to play their best series of the year to get to Omaha for a 39th time. Yeah, everybody's in that same situation right now. you got to play your best to get to Omaha. Yep, uh, without a doubt. And, you know, this Stanford team— you can't have lapses right now. You also know this Stanford team has got some 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 grit to it to, to have to come through the loser's bracket. I know they're on their home field, but two years in a row they've had to come through the loser's bracket in Palo Alto. They beat Texas State two years ago to get to Omaha, and uh, this year they did it to Texas A&M. Uh, winning, you know, Sunday night and Monday night to to clinch, and uh, the Aggies got to see them up close. I mean, they can they can really hit. They got a great closer. That's another thing you got to think about with uh, with Stanford. If, if you're trailing late, it's going to be a hard time because they've got a great bullpen and just an outstanding closer uh, who pitches from the left side. Did you say that's where their advantage is right now? Uh, their bullpen? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would give them the advantage on the in, in the bullying for sure. This kid named Ryan Bruno. Uh, who is their closer? He's a junior, six three, two twenty, and he pitches from the left side. He's got kind of a herky jerky motion, but man, he will he can mid mid nineties, upper nineties um, from the left side. So uh, he's a guy you, you you'd like to not be trailing when you get to the later mm-hmm. innings, and that's going to be the challenge for the Longhorns. But man, the hero, one of the heroes for the Longhorns last weekend was Zane Morehouse, and if Zane Morehouse continues to pitch like he did in Coral Gables. Well, now you're feeling pretty good. That's been a, a a suspect spot for the Longhorns this year, those final three to six outs of a baseball game. Hopefully the good Zane Morehouse travels to Palo Alto because he was outstanding last week, and the Longhorns only had to use five pitchers to win three games, which means they have a very fresh pitching staff headed out west. So looking forward to these series and all the series today and tomorrow. Who's going to Omaha? We'll know come, uh, come Monday night, Tuesday. Will it be the Longhorns again? That'd be something. Absolutely. This will be Coach Pierce's best job that he's done since he's been here. I mean, he's done a good job. This will be unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, this was a rebuilding year with you know twenty new players, two three new coaches. Um, and I'll give David Pierce this credit. Uh, coming out of our coaches' corner, you know he they were in Omaha a year ago, and we know when they got to Omaha, the the pitching wasn't there, and their, mm-hmm. their team was last year's team for Texas was built to hit home runs and. Uh, Omaha is a really, really tough ballpark to try to hit the long ball in. It's a, it's a you know, wind bro- blows in predominantly. It's a very big ballpark there in Omaha, and uh, you would feel like this year's team, if it can get there, has a better opportunity to manufacture runs, which is what you have to be able to do to advance in the College World Series. Horns were a, a slugging team a year ago, uh, but you know, coming home from that and realizing that he had to make some changes and some hard changes. Even though they had been to Omaha, a lot of coaches would have said, you know what, great season, let's move on and keep it going. Coach Pierce realized that there were some issues, and uh, he looked himself in the mirror, he looked at the program, and said, we're going to make these changes. So Woody Williams came in for for, for pitching. Uh, they brought in Steve Rodriguez, who was, out, who, was the head, who was the head coach at Baylor for a long time. He's the now top assistant. And, you know, he had to you know get rid of some, some people he, and, and good friends of his that he had coached with for a long, long time. Yep. Uh, made changes that were not easy. And, um, you know, that's 
I mean, you coached a long time, Buck. That for a coach of David Pierce's age and how long he's been doing it, you know, to create that much change in one off season had to be challenging. And he's handled it. And here, this team is two wins from Omaha again. Let some of your friends go. Well, I mean, gosh, I mean, coaches he coached with all the way back to yep, you know, Tulane, and you know, these guys have been with him for you know, came with him here and helped you know build the team. And I don't know if it was all the coaches' fault last year, but I think Coach Pierce felt like he needed better pitching development, like you know. It's one thing to get the arms and bring them in and recruit them, but then you got to develop them. And uh, you know, know and, and think about the work Woody Williams has done this year with LeBaron Johnson Jr., uh, bringing that guy along, coming from a guy who only pitched 18 innings one year ago to a guy this year whose you know stuff is as good as anybody. Gave you that incredible Saturday night complete game start behind Lucas Gordon. Uh, Woody Williams paying dividends. A lot of guys have have developed in that pitching staff, and that was the reason for the change. But you're right. I mean, you got to make. You know, difficult changes, and we'll see if I mean, if they lose this series, Buck. I still think it's a successful year for Texas. I know fans will say Omaha or bust is the is the goal, but you know, to get to this point, to get through Miami, I'm not saying you settle for that. You got to go try to win these games. If they don't, though, I still think it's been a pretty incredible run for this team to completely rebuild the roster, replace all the, that talent, and still have a pretty young team coming back again. Yes, and have some core pieces that you, like LeBaron Johnson Jr. should be back next year. He'll be draft eligible. It'll be interesting to see how high he goes, but you you, you could get get him back. Um, you know, Jared Thomas and Peyton, you know Peyton Powell and uh, um, you know Jalen Flores would hit the big grand slam in, her, in on in the clinching game. You know, those are freshmen. Those are guys that that should be here and be cores of your team. Uh, moving forward. So, uh, Texas Longhorns, good luck to the TCU Horned Frogs today as well. Uh, and the hottest team in baseball, if it's not TCU, Buck, is Wake Forest. They're the number one team. And they, much like the, much like the, the Horned Frogs are tearing the cover off the ball, Wake Forest outscored their three opponents in a 3 0 oh, run. They put up some runs now. Yeah, and in, the, in their regional, they hosted, they outscored the three, and the three wins was 47 8. They just said, let me let's just beat you around. So Wake Forest might be the team to beat uh, at this point with 16 left, but uh, it, it's a lot of parity because LSU is very good. Florida can really pitch, and they're number two in the country. So looking forward to the college baseball. So when, t- when, when Texas and Oklahoma leave the, the conference, the Big 12 conference, they're taking pretty good baseball with them, correct? Oklahoma's not they, – they were there last year, correct? They were in the championship game. Yeah, I mean, they're, I mean, and women's softball, softball is the dominant volleyball force of the sport. Yeah, no, and when you know, but remember, Longhorns still have one more year of baseball to play. Sure, next year in the SEC, we we know football and volleyball too, correct? Uh huh. All the way to next, we'll, Texas will move next summer, um, twenty twenty four summer of into just because it says twenty twenty four, they've got to complete the entire calendar year of twenty twenty three and twenty four. The SEC's probably going. Oh, Oklahoma's bringing that volley that softball team in here. Yow. It says uh, LBJ projected to get drafted in the top three rounds. He'll be leaving. Well, probably. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. He's a redshirt sophomore, so he's draft eligible third year out of high school. And yeah, well, well, the work Woody Williams has done and with him and the hard work he's put in has put him into a position that mm-hmm. you know, scouts can watch his stuff and that that electric fastball and the, that sinks and uh, that you know split finger fastball that if he ever harnesses that on a full time basis, he's going to be. Ridiculous. This is, uh, I agree, all gravy now. Somebody asked, do Westlake tailgates serve caviar and champagne time? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Clearly. Yeah. Why not? What kind of question is that? Um, all right. We will come back. When we do, load up. Uh, we'll load up the Blitz in one hour. I'm one hour ahead of myself. We will have some hot or not topics with T.Y. leading us through those coming next. Uh, stories we've missed and topics we've missed halfway through this show, including, speaking of golf, did you see, you know, Bill Murray... The actor, you see who he's dating? 
Yeah. You're not going to believe this. Unbelievable. Talk about a mismatched pair. We'll get to that coming up on Beanie. What's hot? And what's not? What's Hot, What's Not is brought to you by Texas Orthopedics, the largest independent orthopedic practice in Central Texas. Visit us at TXOrtho.com to learn more and to schedule an appointment. And some weird uh, couples news the last couple of weeks. We've had Al Pacino at 83 with a 29-year-old baby mama now. Robert De Niro. Yes, sir. Papa again. And now 72-year-old Bill Murray, legendary comedian, legendary actor, Bill Murray, legendary golfer and clown, uh, also Cubs fan. He is dating, apparently, according to the New York Post, a singer named Kellis. Kellis? Yeah, my milkshake girl. Famous for this song, Milkshake. It's my childhood right here. This brings me back to the back of the minivan. Euphemism. Her, her milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. My milkshake. Shake. Shake. There you go, Kellis. So that is who Bill Murray is now dating. She should be pregnant within a week or so. It's only like a 30-year difference. She's yeah, like 42. Yeah, she's 43. Yeah. And that's, but that's they, both had, they both had uh, Bill Murray's ex-wife died in 2021, and her ex-husband right. died there you uh, go. a year ago. So they you know, have a little trauma to bring them together, maybe. I like that. There you go. I'm good. I'm good. But, uh, you know, maybe it's the milkshake. I don't know. She also... Could be the milkshake. She liked them in Ghostbusters. She also was married to... <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> she was also Caddy married Shack. to Nos Caddy at Shack. one point, too. Not who? Nos, the rapper. Uh, Nos? You're not familiar with Nos? Nos or Nas? Nas. Is it Z? It's N-A-S. I didn't know if there's two different people. N-A-S. Isn't there an N-A-Z, too? A Nas? Am I wrong? I don't, I don't think I so. could be wrong. Likely wrong, but um, yeah, well, not yeah, she remembers him different from Ghostbusters. Bill Murray. <laughs> Ghostbusters as a kid, yeah, uh, I love it. Good luck to them, good luck to them, absolutely. Because you know what, today is, Buck, just uh, earmuffs for the kids. Today is National Sex Day, it's National Sex Day, and you know why? What's that? Well, the date 69. is 6 9. Oh, I got the you. The date is 6 9. So that was my number. Football growing Of course up. it was. Of course really? it was. Well, my dad was 69 at Westlake, so I don't know why he picked it, but he picked it for me. So growing just up. followed the lineage. Yeah, up until like really high school or middle school, I was 69. Okay, so there you go. Six, Friday. 6 nice. 9 2023. Uh, to bring that to the house. <laughs> Some are calling that the most random couple ever. Bill Murray. It is kind of random. But, uh, you know. Bill's been spotted attending her shows in the UK, and uh, he's a big fan. So, and likes her milkshake. So that's the, that's the story out there today. Also on the hot and not side tie, the, your, your Texas Rangers are now five games ahead of the Astros. Astros lost again last night. Their season-long losing streak three. Normally, Framber Valdez breaks those losing streaks, but uh, he just gave up three runs last night in one inning, and that was the ball game. But how about this? The Astros trailing the Rangers by five games in the AL West. They have never been five or more games back in the division at any point. In the past five seasons. I told you we're coming. Yeah. 2017, 18, all the way. Th- I mean, obviously they've been to the World Series and won a couple. This is the furthest back they've been of, of the first place team ahead of them in the, in the American League West since 2016. If I get to watch the Rangers in postseason baseball, 
I will be a very happy man. Well, and now it's been we a told long you, time. And we told you, Jordan Alvarez left the game last night. He's the only guy that's consistently producing for Houston's offense, and he left with uh, some kind of an oblique injury, and that's never good. So, uh, and Rangers Rays this weekend. Looking forward to that. The forty-six win Rays against the forty-win Rangers. That's the signature baseball series of the weekend uh, at Tropicana Field, where the uh, Rays are twenty-nine and six this year. Ty, twenty-nine and six. You have your hands full. They haven't played us yet, though. That's right. That's how you think. That's the attitude. That's kind of like the there you go. It's like the Lawhorns in Palo Alto. Bring they haven't played us yet. Pitching. Twenty-six and twelve after this weekend. They're playing at home, right? It's at Tropicana. Yeah. The old people be coming out for Jello pudding. Look well, out! I don't think anyone goes to those games still, even though they're good, right? Hey, somebody reminded me. It's called her name is Kalise. 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 Okay. I thought that was from Game of Thrones. That's no, uh, Kalise. Kalise. Right. Yeah, Kalise. Kalise. Okay, cool. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, not hip enough, or never have been, never will be. Ty, what do you have for us on Hot or Not? Jamin Rant. We didn't, ja Morant. we didn't really talk about this yesterday, but uh, he claimed that the gun in the most recent video was a toy gun. After he had already apologized for it being a gun, uh, his camp, someone in his camp or close to him is now saying it was a toy gun. Makes him even dumber. Yes. Adam, Adam Silver says he is aware of the situation. I think they're kind of waiting till after the finals to drop the hammer down on him. But do you think there is anything to the... To the story that it, it could be I a gun. I don't care. It's just my dog whether my it's homework, a, yeah. it's a toy gun. I mean, he already apologized. I know. Not buying. Yeah. No. I'm not going to buy that. How long is he going to be suspended for? 30, 40 games. 41 games. Maybe till, maybe till the new year. Or that, that wouldn't even be 40, but start of the year to Jan 1, maybe? The Christmas The NBA All-Star break would probably, I mean, that's like three-fourths of the way through the season. I say still 41 games, 40 games, half the year. I'm going to go with Jan 1. Suspended yeah, I'm going to say Jan half the year, yeah. And if he, what if he makes another mis- mistake? Well, yeah, that, I mean, that begins. Up until keep, then. You keep adding to the rap sheet and, you know, might miss the whole season if you're not careful. Hopefully he doesn't. Well, they throw your ass way. out of the league. Great ball player, though. Hey, we'll come back and uh, continue to talk about the big weekend on tap. Also, uh, the conversation with Jimmy Dunn, the architect of the PGA Tour live deal, continues to uh, send ripples. What is coming in the game of golf? NBA Finals, Game 4 this weekend. We'll preview it. And the Longhorns are headed to Palo Alto. Looking forward to that series. We'll have more on that coming up. It's B&E on a busy Friday, 104.9, 1019, AM 1260. Streaming always on your Horn app, on your smart speaker, and at hornfm.com.